All right, BradCooney.com. I'd like to welcome to the show industrial rock recording artist Philip Brooks. What is up? Hello, hello. What's going on, man? Thanks for joining me. Yeah, yeah, it's a pleasure, man. Good stuff. Are you out of Denver, Colorado? Is that where you are right now? I'm not. I'm actually in LA, but um, uh, my family all lives there. It's gotcha. so it's home for me. Okay, gotcha. Cool. All right. So before we get into your latest single, your single, um, let's talk about you a little bit. Tell my listeners a little bit about you uh, when you first got into making music and and why and how and all that stuff. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah. So I started playing violin when I was young. Um, did that for several years and then uh in middle school and high school i started getting into heavier music and i started playing drums and then um played in some bands in high school and in my early 20s made an album um of course music was completely different back then you know it's like you didn't have well we can get into that later i guess but but, you know, it was just a different time. Like, you had to have distri- distribution oh, yeah, and everything was on CDs. Yeah. You know, there was a lot of gatekeepers that, that aren't there anymore. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but anyway, so I did that. And then I shifted in my early 20s and when I, I went to college and got into film. And so, really, I've spent the last... 20 years or so working in the industry uh, as a producer and a location manager. So mm. that's what I do. That's my, uh, that, that's actually my main hustle, so to speak. Yep. Yeah. So, and I still do that. Um, but uh, during the pandemic, probably like a lot of people, um, I decided to dabble in music again. And so that's, that's it. And so this was kind of the first song. And um, so far, it's it's doing pretty well, and I I'm I'm happy with it. And I mean, you know, it's a it's a it's not a genre for everyone. Yeah. And uh, I'm well aware of that. But uh, but uh, I like it. But I'm happy with the song, and it, it's uh, it's exciting. So. Yeah, I like the song myself. Now I want to get the pronunciation of the the title of the song is Hullabaloo. Is that is that correct? Yes, Hullabaloo, which I which means just like a bunch of noise. <laughs> well, the song's not much a bunch of noise, though. It's good. It's a really good song. Um, it's it's it is def- it's definitely a little bit different as far as your. It's not like a mainstream kind of kind of song. Um, you know what it reminded me a little bit of some old Depeche Mode. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard that. That's what rang in my ears a little bit first, and I don't. I, I, I try to stray from comparisons. But that's kind of what rang in my in my head when I first heard it. Tell tell the listeners a little bit about the song. Like you just said, what is, what the title means? What um, was there a backstory? What triggered this song? Well, why'd you write it? Yeah, I mean, I actually wrote it during the pandemic, and it's it's a pretty st- simple, straightforward song in terms of the music. I mean, it's just got a hook that basically kind of repeats over and over again, and and in that vein, it's kind of like. Um, if your listeners or you are aware of some of the industrial rock artists like um, Ministry and uh, Knights uh, of Reb and mm-hmm. um, Front 242, these these guys were kind of big in the late 80s and, and 90s, and they there, there's kind of this repetitiveness to the music, and so so there was that intentional quality to it. Um, 
and also it uh, the 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 lyrics are very chaotic and um, and so I feel like it's it's kind of like you know a, a, um, how would I say spiraling down a hole um, mm-hmm. in in some ways kind of spiraling down a rabbit hole and sometimes kind of in some ways kind of unraveling. Uh, and maybe losing your sanity. Um, I feel like a lot of people during the pandemic were cooped up and, you know, it was just a, a really strange time, obviously, a really strange time for everyone. And so I think the song is about that. The song is also about, um, and there's a music video on YouTube. I don't know if you got a chance to check it out, but it kind of illustrates um, another side to the song, which is that um, you can't trust the news. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think that's something a lot of us have become aware of over the years, but, uh, but I think that's an important part of, of the message of the song as well. Yeah. That's a good point on the news. And I don't care which political ideology somebody follows. That's irrelevant because if you look at Fox news, you're looking at one universe. If you're looking at CNN, you're looking at another universe and it's just crazy how, how the, our, our current news really not news anymore to be honest with you it's just all it's all basically opinionated um it's tough to find out like just regular news it's just tough these days when i was a kid walter cronkite was a guy and nobody knew who the fuck he voted for <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. nobody knew he yeah. just he just he just told the news <laughs> right you know right which yeah and and those days are gone oh <laughs> yeah long gone um, the song, I listened to it more than one time. Um, I tell you, there was one part where it's—I was just like, "Wow, this is a long ass outro," but it wasn't an outro. It was just kind of like a little lengthy transition, and all of a sudden it went boom and it kicks in again. I thought that was cool because I was thinking, "All right, it's, it's an outro; it's going to start fading off," but then it just—it just picks up again, man. So the structure is interesting. Yeah, actually, that um, that little interlude section, you know, um, is there's a, probably like six or eight tracks of news recordings all layered together that kind of build up in, in a crescendo. I don't know if you if you picked up on that. I think a lot. Yeah, I think I some people can't tell that it's news. It, it's newscaster. Uh, uh, tracks like of newscasters talking because it's, it sounds like a bunch of gibberish because they're all mixed together. But actually, those are real news streams from you know Fox, CNN, right. ABC, CNN, CBS, or uh, NBC, CBS. So, um, uh, so that that buildup of all of that noise and that crescendo is is there again to reinforce this this message of the news is nowadays more about noise and it's more about divisiveness and it's more about distraction than it is about actually telling you the truth. Yeah. It's an interesting concept. It really is. The song is, it's a cool song too. Um, now one thing I read when I was researching you and reading, reading some of your background, you talked about the song and the amount of time it took to get it all produced and mixed and, and a question I had, because I'm not a producer, I'm not really that uh, versed, but when you said something about it had like hundreds of tracks um, to make the song, what, do you, what did you mean by that? 
so <clears throat> this one had, I think the original mix that I sent to the mixer had like 215 tracks. Yeah. So not all of those tracks actually got used, but definitely well over 100 got used. And basically what that means is when you're, it's like, it's like layers. Mm -hmm. um, so each track is a layer. And not all the layers play at the same time, but each track is a is a is like a a, a layered component for a part of the song. Okay. So so it so it's a lot of tracks. It's definitely a, yeah. there's a lot going on in that song. How long did it take you to get to get it all done? Well, it, you know, it's been a big learning curve um, because I, like I said, I haven't. I've done this in a while, and the technology has changed, and it's everything. All everything's so powerful now, and, mm -hmm. and you can do so much. But there's a, also a huge technical learning curve that's gone into into it. So, as a result, this song was a, a huge learning experience for me. And and in a way, it's good that it, that it's that the music part of it is pretty simple and and kind of repetitive because. The layering part of it is it is very very complicated, and and I think you know if you put on a pair of headphones and listen to it more than once, you can hear a lot of nuance in there. And so it took a long time. It took you know again because of the technical learning that that I had to do. I mean, it took probably you know four months of of, wow. of getting the song right. Yeah. And do you anticipate when you drop an album that you'll put that much effort into each song, or, or was this one just a, a special song that, that you just wanted to put a lot more time into? No, I think I think actually all the music moving forward is going to become just more and more complex. Um, you know, the song I'm working on now, with them, which I'm hoping to release in the next month or two, is, um, you know, got a very distinct verse and chorus and um and and has some a couple different bridges in there so it the structures of the songs are definitely going to become more complex but i think the layering is always going to be a lot and mm. you know that's just that's just the kind of music that i've always loved is is you know making kind of a symphony with noise and so i think uh, or, or sounds rather. Um, so I think uh, all of the songs moving forward will continue to be um, the same level of of work and nuance and uh, and detail. And I think all of, all of my songs are always going to have a lot going on. So mm -hmm. that's the goal. Um, earlier, you mentioned that you played violin. Um, I guess what I want to know is: Do you still play violin, and, and do you do you incorporate that into any of your music? Like currently? No, 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 I don't. But I, but I love violin, and um, you know, I'm all the, all the way up until high school. I really just listened primarily to classical music. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm very into uh, the violin. I mean, it's one of my favorite instruments. I don't play it anymore. Um, I could probably pick it up and play a few things, uh, but um, nowadays it's all um, piano and guitar. Oh, cool! So you do play guitar? I do. Yeah, yeah. All the guitar on the on the um, song is is me. Oh, nice. That's that's good to know. Um, I play a little guitar myself, so I, I don't I don't know how to read or write music. I kind of wish I would have done that earlier in my life. 
Uh, I, I'm pretty much self-taught. I've had a few people show me some things over the years, but I get my music from my mother. My mother was a brilliant musician, and she passed away when I was young, but um, I regret not taking like music theory. I regret... And also, like, because I was never taught, I never took lessons, um, I have a lot of bad habits when I play. I mean, I, mean, I use my pinky finger and a D chord when I shouldn't. You know, just crap like that. <laughs> but, hey, I mean, that sounds half okay. <laughs> well, Brad, it's never too late. That's, uh, that's true. To say about that. You know, that's true. My brother, who's older than me, he'll be 60 in next June, um, he just picked up guitar about, like, five years ago. And I was just like, I, you know, of course I support my brother, but I was just like, wow, he's like, you guys like 55 years old, he's, and he's, you know what though, man, it's never too late until you're dead, you know. And and he picked up, he he went to a guitar, started taking guitar lessons, and he did a Facebook, um, I don't know, it was like a year ago, less than a year ago, and he was playing some Zeppelin songs. I was like, holy shit, you know, I was like, dude, man, yeah, it was great, so good to see that. Um, all right, so let's get back on you. You mentioned something about eventually you want to get to uh, to do some live performing. How's that going? That's going. I mean, that's not going yet. Um, I think the goal, the first goal, is to get enough songs out that I, so that I have a set. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I think I, you know, I my goals change every day. I don't I don't know if I'm going to release you know several singles. Or if I'm going to do another single and then an EP, but I think you know over the next probably six months I'll have enough songs to um, to to have a set, and at that point um, I will put together a live band and we'll have our first show. Nice. Um, yeah. So the the goal is to 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 uh, play live and also. Even though a lot of the music is electronic, I mean, pretty much everything is except for my voice and the guitar. Um, I do think we'll probably have like a live bass player, and I do think we'll have a live drummer. Um, there you go. I think that would. That, I think the I think the type of music that I'm making this this sort of edgy rock mm -hmm. um, that was born out of the early '90s um, needs that kinetic energy on stage. Mm -hmm. So. Now, the LA has a. I know, obviously, LA is a great music town. Um, but for your genre, how, how's how's that the LA scene for you? The kind of music you like to play. I think you know, LA's got a lot of clubs that would uh, that would totally play this kind of yeah. music. There's one club called Das Bunker that I would love to play at. I mean, I I think the song is perfect for that venue. Because, um, you know, industrial rock is typically, uh, well, industrial music is typically kind of dancey. Yeah. It always has been. So um, to be to be in a venue that's kind of dancey and uh, would, would be um, would be good, you know, kind of like a, and Doss Bunker is kind of a goth mm -hmm. industrial dance club, if you can imagine what that's like. Yeah. Everybody's wearing black. Right. <laughs> Right, um, black with the black eyeliner and the, yes, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, so you touched a little bit on goals as far as like getting some more songs out there and building up your playlist and then go live. What are some other goals though? Like, where do you want? Where would you like to see you, you and your musical career like a year from now? I mean, I'd love to just do music and not do film anymore. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that would be the, the goal is to is to be a, a full time musician and and you know tour and just constantly pump out music. I mean, the, the film industry is great, but I feel like music is so much more immediately satisfying because, um, well, right now I'm I'm writing everything, so yeah. so there's no one to blame if it if it sucks, but me. Um, but on a film, you know, you're collaborating with so many different people, and one person can destroy the whole project. You know. Yeah. You know, analogies like uh, when you got a boxer. Yeah, no, go ahead. When you have an, like, I always think about the analogy of like when you're a fighter, or a boxer, like an MMA guy or a boxer. It's just you out there, man. So you can't. There's nobody. I mean, it's just you against your opponent. Like in a baseball team, you can you can cover up some shit, maybe blame some other people, but not not when you're not when you're a fighter. It's just you. Um, yeah, exactly. And I, 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 and 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 I think because of that, just like with fighting, it's like so much more of a rush when you when you win because mm-hmm. you you know that it's all you. You know. Is there any colleges out there that would? Because some colleges have radio stations. Um, have you thought about pursuing that to maybe get some of the colleges to spin some of your music? Yeah, that's a that is a good idea, and and I know that that is something um, that's a, certainly an avenue out there. Um, I've been you know doing a little bit of marketing um, mm-hmm. through uh, like playlists on Spotify. Yeah. Um, but I feel but I should look into that, and um, mm-hmm. that's that's a really good idea, Brad. I should look into that and see. I don't know how people are doing that anymore. You know, like when I was in college, again, it was like CDs. You know, people were sending CDs out. Yeah. So, well, I think a lot of a lot of modern radio stations, they don't spin vinyl no more. That's for sure. Um, Yeah. It's just a matter of clicking on something. (laughs) You know, the new song plays. Um, But yeah, definitely. Look into that. I, I had uh, Brad Arnold, who's a singer, lead singer of a rock band called Three Doors Down. Um, he was on my show a few years back, and they're a very successful rock band. Oh yeah, yeah. And I know. he was the one that they, they, they were huge in the nineties. Right, they were huge in the nineties. Yeah, mid mid to late nineties. I mean, he, but he was the one that was telling me that uh, the college radio station idea. He was he was uh, he told me that before the band got the, the record deal. Um, they were knocking on college radio station doors, and um, they finally got a, a college to play Kryptonite. That was their first big hit song before they got signed. But they actually they got one college to do it, which led to another one, which led to another one. And before you know it, there's a ton of colleges that had college stations playing their music. So the mainstream radio stations were like, who the fuck are these guys three doors down making all this noise? And, um, and that's a big reason why they got their big hit, their big break. Was uh, wow. go through college radio stations, yeah. So awesome, yeah. I will look into that. Thanks for bringing that up. Yes, yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. Yeah, I know there's UCSB. I used to live in Goleta, California, just north of Santa Barbara, and um, I think uh, University of California, Santa Barbara, UCSB. I think they used to have a radio station. Um, that's just an idea. Um, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, so I got a few more things that I'll let you go. Um, and before I let you go, I'll let you. I'll let you uh, tell everybody where they can follow you and get your music. Um, so this is a kind of a cool question that I ask some of my guests 
And I stole this question from somebody. Well, I kind of stole it. Um, a lot of times when, I'm, when I have a podcast, I'll go on my Facebook and I'll, and I'll say, hey, I'm, I'm interviewing such and such tonight. Does anybody have a question? So this lady um, threw this question at me, and I freaking love this question. So I stole it from her, and I ask it to a lot of people now. So I'm going to give you one option. You can only pick one. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, going to, I'm giving you two options. You can only pick one. Okay. What do you prefer more? Do you prefer creating a song or performing the song once it's created? Right now, creating. Creating it. Right yeah. now, creating. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, what I, I like can change. We'll, you know. Sure. I mean, you might get doing start. You might start doing some live stuff and really fire you up. You might really like that a lot. Exactly. Yes, yeah. Exactly. And I, and, I, and I think that's what your hesitation was. You was kind of you was kind of bouncing that around in your head um, about doing a live performing. It's a cool question because there's really no wrong answer to it. But it's interesting for me because I asked that question to a lot of people, and it's interesting to get the answers. And it really just goes back and forth. You know, there's some that are into creativity. Others like to see the reaction of the audience singing their songs, so it's really cool. It's a cool question. No, it is. It is, and and I I remember vaguely what it was like to perform, and I'm looking forward to uh, you know kind of coming out of that the the creating cocoon and mm -hmm. and becoming the butterfly performer kind of thing. I'm, I'm I am looking forward to that when I can when we're going to have enough music to do it. Yeah. Be a lot of, you'll have a lot of fun with it for sure. Um, all right. So tell me some of your musical influences and then we'll wrap it up. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I was big into um, classical up until, you know, late eighties, early nineties. And then the big, the biggest influence is nine inch nails. Oh, you know what? I, I'm yeah. surprised I didn't, I didn't think of them. They, you you yeah. actually have more of an influence. Yeah, your song sounds more like them than the Depeche Mode. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's got, you know, a, a lot of people say that it's like Depeche Mode and or or, or um, uh, the Cure type vocal. Yeah, the Cure. Yep, it's I like heard that too. It's Nails or Ministry music. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I really, I, when Downward Spiral came out, I think I was a freshman in high school and uh that song i mean well the, all of the songs but you know that album just yeah. really kind of blew my my mind yeah so it's a great it's a great record it really is yeah so that's probably my biggest influence but you know i love classic rock i love hard rock i'm a big radiohead fan oh i love them too fan. yeah um and i also really like like uh i was big into um Fusion jazz. I was a big Mahavishnu Orchestra fan, and you know, I love I love the fusion days of like Miles Davis and like the oh late my 60s, early seventies. Yeah, Miles Davis. Yeah. I tell you, another brilliant guitar player, Stanley Jordan. Oh yeah, no, he is. Yes, yeah, definitely. He had that two hand technique thing going on, man. Unbelievable stuff. Definitely, yeah. And and by the way, going talking about that fusion jazz time period of the of the late 60s early 70s that i think that that was a, like a, a pro 
probably the most amazing time for music ever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. definitely one of the most amazing times for music. But I feel the same way about the early, the early 90s. I feel like that was also one of those great, uh, time, like just time periods where there was just so much happening with music, you know? Yep. And, and I don't feel like, uh, We've had ones like that. We've had any like that since, you know. Yeah, it's a really interesting point because you had the hair bands in the eighties, and then it then it transitions to the grunge era, like your Pearl Jam, Stone Temple Pilots, you know, Nirvana. Yep. That that all kicked in, and then really after that phased out, like you're saying, it was it's it's just kind of been flat as far as stylistic changes in music, really. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. Interesting and point. Yeah. All right, hey, I had a lot of fun talking to you, man. Um, so a couple things before I let you go. The first thing I always like to ask is if there is anything that I missed, any songs you want, to, other songs you want to talk about or projects, and if, if I did, go ahead and uh, plug that and then tell everybody where they can follow you and get your music. Awesome, yeah. I mean, I definitely think um, you can listen to the music on Spotify for sure. Um, I, that's where I would direct you to go. I mean, it's also on Apple Music and all the other streaming platforms. But um, I use, I personally use Spotify, so um, that's where I try and steer people to listen to it. Um, okay. So yeah, my artist name is Terraton. The song is called Hullabaloo. Um, I'm also really active on Instagram. I, my Instagram is Terraton underscore Music. Okay. Um, feel free to get on there and uh, follow me on there because that is uh, I'm going to be you know posting updates there before anywhere else. And the the last thing that I would steer people to is if you if you hear the song and you like the song, check out the music video. The music video is on YouTube. Um, just look up uh, Terraton Hullabaloo. That's all you need to type in, and you'll find it. And you, yeah, I have my own channel. Uh, my channel's Terraton. Nice. Um, but uh, but check out the music video because I think it uh, kind of it, it it'll help you understand <laughs> what it's what it's all about. You know. Yeah, the, the visual will definitely complete it. Um, and everybody, subscribe um, subscribe to his channel too. That's listening to this. More subscribers is better. Um, I really enjoyed our conversation, and you are very talented. I, lo I love the song a lot. So when you got some new stuff you want to talk about, just let us know, and we'll get you back on. Definitely, Brad. Thank you. It's It's been a pleasure, man. Pleasure's all mine. Have a good night, man. Talk to you soon. Okay. Yeah, you too. Take care.